Hi, everyone. Before we start the show, I just want to let you know that if you enjoy the Dare Daniel podcast, if you like the work we're doing here, you can help us grow the show by making a donation through the Dare Daniel website. Your generous contributions will help offset the cost of producing the show and will also enable long-term projects. You can make a one-time payment or set up a monthly subscription. Any amount helps, and it's really greatly appreciated. Thanks a lot, and here's the show. Listening to the Scare Daniel podcast, and my name is Scareniel Scarens. I'm the film critic for the Scaramento News and Scare. My co-host is comedian Scarky McScarenol. Corky, frighten everyone. Hello, everyone. I've replaced Corky. I'm Mr. Roger Mortis. The underplaying of it makes it scarier than my overplaying. I'm a rotting corpse. Love what you're doing Johnny's there. Room I love what you're up. doing that. Go with that instinct. I call it a podcast because <laughs> we're casting about bodies. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. On this episode, we are going to take a look at the film we're reviewing next week. It is the fifth and final Fifth and final, we're almost at the end of Scared Annual in the month of Corktober. Cork, That's can you right. believe it? It's no. insane. There's been 31 fucking days of Corktober. We're just Corktobering it right through it. We're going to take a look at that film we're reviewing next week, the fifth and final. We're going to look at the film we reviewed previously. That is Sleepaway Camp. We're going to answer our question of the week, best horror movie sequel. And we're going to read your movie dares, or actually maybe Johnny will come on and Dare us to watch a couple things because we're a little short. Going on to right trick now. or treat for us. A Magnificent bit of scares. Magnificent stuff. <laughs> fun, just real fun stuff. There. Really like what you're doing. That's fun. That's fun. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I want to keep keep a high energy. Keep the energy up. We might, we might lose it. We might lose it all. But just keep it going. Keep it. It's a high wire act, man. We're walking that tightrope, and you know what? It's fun. It's just fun. Here's the thing. Just have fun. Just have fun. Honestly, Johnny, you too. Just have fun. Just have fun. Fun, fun size. Fun size. Fun. Honestly, or else. Seriously. <laughs> Put the knife away. So, Corky, the film we're reviewing next week. Mm-hmm. This week, as I said, we're talking going to yeah. talk about horror movie sequels. Okay. There's more sequels than there are originals. Or I call them sequels. That's a fact. Yes. It's oh. not. I don't know if it is a fact, but. <laughs> Literally, I don't think that's true. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. But seriously, any horror movie, it doesn't even need to be successful no. to get a sequel. No. It doesn't need to be a hit. It doesn't Sleep need away, to be huge. Sleepaway any, Camp. Anything that's will get several sequels. so many sequels. Yes, exactly. As you were saying, there's four Sleepaway Camp movies. That's bonkers. <laughs> when they nailed it first try. Right. <laughs> But there are a ton of sequels. Every horror movie is going to get five or six or ten or fifteen or twenty or thirty or a hundred sequels. Those numbers that compute too. Even a film that is one of the hugest box office hits of its day. Ah, uh, that was nominated for awards, yes, for Oscars. I know it was nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. The movie I'm talking about is The Exorcist, directed by William Friedkin, widely acknowledged as a classic in the horror genre. Sure. However, we are not reviewing that film next week, are we? What? We are going to review Exorcist 2, colon, The Heretic, 
We're going to listen to a trailer now. Now, we play these trailers for you. And often, they're, they're more visual than, than they are audio. They are movie trailers. They're movie trailers, They're not trailers all. for audiobooks. They're not trying to sell you an audiobook, exactly. They're trying to sell it's you a, visual a whole audio-visual experience. This trailer offers you absolutely almost nothing yeah. in the way of any dialogue or any kind of setup for what the film is or any narration or anything like that. It is completely insane. I'm yeah. going to put a link to it in the post. I urge you to watch this movie. Watch it. I am almost thinking maybe we just shouldn't play this because this is insane. We got it. But here's the thing. We're playing it. We're playing it. Strap yourself in. Good luck. For the madness. God be with you. Here's the trailer for Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Godspeed. I hope you make it. Four years ago, The Exorcist shocked the world. Now... The struggle between good and evil goes on. Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Did you make it? Are you back? Are you okay? Okay. Is everything all right? That was nuts. Come out of our tone. Now, essentially, imagine you've heard the visual. You heard the audio. Now, imagine the visual is essentially the entire movie. The entire movie. Yes. In a series of about 100 or 200 cuts. You see the whole movie. You've just Literally, listened to a song playing over the whole movie. Chronologically. The entire movie plays from start to finish. Let me describe what you didn't hear. You didn't hear the whole movie cut into that two-minute clip, but it was there. Trust us. Oh. Yeah, hit it. Go visit the post. Watch the trailer. It is absolutely one of the most insane things to think that it's the one time we're that's giving what you, they sold the movie. We're as. giving you permission to go away from the podcast for a moment. Take a break. Go watch this. Chill out. Watch this trailer. It Call a therapist, insane. then come back to us. Now let's take a look at the film we reviewed previously. The film was called Sleepaway Camp. Yeah! Corky, mm. with the benefit of hindsight, anything to add to our review of Sleepaway Camp? Ooh. A film that I will unequivocally say is the best, best film that yeah. we have ever reviewed on this show in 
what now, 24, 25 episodes. This might shock you. This might shock you. Let's hear it. So no other movie that we've done has stuck with me since Fifty Shades. <laughs> and that was because that was just a wild week. <laughs> well, you watched three of those movies. Me and week. you and Johnny drunk in a villa in Sweden. It was, I'll never forget it. I don't regret it. No, no, me neither. Never. <laughs> it changed us. Never. <laughs> no movie has made me dwell on it. And I've never discussed the movie more. And when more, when you bring it up, more people respond like, oh my God, yeah, that movie. Is completely bonkers. Than that movie. Yeah. So I'm here now saying. Let's hear it. I'm switching my. Boom! To reverse dare. <laughs> Give me credit for doing it. Classically. Yo, you get credit. Boom! You get credit, Daniel. You get nice. credit. I called it a double dare and I said it would never be anything but a double dare because it is a bad movie, but it's one that sticks with you. That's the whole reason we're here. That's a reverse dare. Absolutely. If it sticks with you like it stuck with me. There's and something all of about us, it. There's yeah. something about it. And there really is something about this film. As I was. I, it also stuck with me, obviously. It, it kind of hit me on the first view. Sure. And it also stuck with me. As I was doing some reading up on, on the film, Ooh, here boy. is something that absolutely I think is amazing. So you recall that Angela. Angela? <laughs> Angela. A-O-O-A. <laughs> Angela is the, ends up being the killer. And as it turns out, is a... A boy who has been forced to dress up and assume the role of Angela, a yeah. girl. Yeah. Throughout the movie, we occasionally will meet the character of Ronnie. And Ronnie is the one who intersects with Angela in a lot of interesting ways. Can I say that you, your description made me really double appreciate Ronnie? I didn't appreciate Ronnie so much as when you described him as the good-natured fuck-up. Like, he's so sweet. His intentions are so good. But he's so wrong-headed. Absolutely. And the first, just the first time that we meet him, he basically serves Angela right up to a known pedophile and rapist. And right away, he tries to rape her, no doubt. So, yeah. Uh, but his, I, I he give intersects... Ronnie the benefit of the doubt. He did not mean to do that. No, he exactly. thought he was That's doing a so good thing. That's what's so weird about the Ronnie character is that he is so well-intentioned and yet does the wrong <laughs> thing every single time. So as I'm looking it up, this did not hit me when we first watched it. Uh-huh. But apparently, Ronnie's last name is Angelo. What? His last name is Angelo, the masculine version of, Angel. of Angela. For remember also, who is the person who discovers Angela? She has his head in her hand, and we see Angela has a penis and is actually a boy. He's the one who discovers it. He's yeah. the one who says, how can this be? A girl is a boy. Are you telling me <laughs> that this movie's based on Ronnie, the character? <laughs> what I'm saying is that was that intentional? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Intention does not matter. It is like, this movie is a check swing grand slam. Ooh. I don't know if anybody exactly intended to do anything, but some sort of a magic and some sort of an alchemy happened that all of this stuff, it is such a rich text and there's so much to offer and I think that we barely even scratch the surface. I will say that going back and thinking about it, Every time I think of things that seemed like mockable when we talked about it, I'm right. like, oh, well, that makes sense. I, I see why they made the decision to have the mother be a doctor, be, to why her she brings up that they gave them physicals. Yep. All that shit now makes sense I once know. you get the reveal at the <laughs> it's end. Just amazing. And speaking of Fifty Shades, 
I will say when finally Angela and Paul kiss at the end and yeah. she eats his head, that's still more believable than any of the kiss scenes in Fifty Shades of Grey or Fifty Shades Darker or Fifty Shades Fuck. I was going to was going to say Fifty Shades Fuck. All right. As long Fifty as we, Shades Unfucked. As long as we agree about that. So, as we said, next week we're going to be watching... Go watch Sleepaway Camp, everybody. Go watch it. Sleepaway Camp. It's available to watch for free on Tubi TV. It's yeah. available on YouTube. It's available for rental on it's the It's Corktober. You're watching scary movies. Watch that it's, one. It's really fascinating. Yeah. It's really fascinating. And again, good, bad. It really blurs those Is lines. that the first where we've both reverse dared? That is, yes. It is, right? Yeah. Because I give re- reverse dares out like they're fun-sized mini bars <laughs> <They're just> to <laughs> trick-or-treaters. <laughs> like nickels. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a fucking Chinese yo-yo, kids. <laughs> Can you call them Chinese yo-yos anymore? I don't think so. Okay. Here's a penny, kids. You said nickels. God damn it. Here's a coupon book, kids. <laughs> so... So next week, as I said, we are reviewing Exorcist to the Heretic. Our final Scare Daniel. Final Scare Daniel film. We have watched the film already. We've recorded it already. It comes out on Tuesday. Quirky, fair to say. Fair. And if this isn't fair, I want you to just come at me with everything you got. <laughs> I want you to bring hell. I want you to bring everything. <laughs> I've got cleats on. Bring the fucking night, baby. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But is it fair to say? Exorcist to the Heretic was not your favorite horror movie sequel. Oh, God damn it. I'm putting the knives back. Sorry, Johnny. Ah, woo. Taking the cleats off. Woo. Guillotine coming down. It's fair, right? It's fair to say that it's that fair. is not my favorite horror movie sequel. But there are a lot of horror movie sequels out there. As we said, They just there's more, more sequels than originals. We're going to go with that as an inviolate fact. Do not look that up. Don't look it up. Or research it. Trust us. Or ask anyone. Just keep keep your mouth shut. <laughs> keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Do as you're told. But there are good horror movie sequels out there. Sequels and threequels and fourquels and fivequels. Schmeichels. Any kind of non-original franchise entry. So that was our question of the week. What is your favorite horror movie sequel? Or, as we said, non-original franchise entry horror movie big game ending. Sure. <laughs> I love how you try to parse these down so tight. It needs to be so specific. My favorite is when you parse them down and then you don't play by the rules. Like you're like, what's our favorite horror movie villain? Okay, technically, I don't think this is a horror movie, but here. Or a villain. <laughs> yeah, or a villain. It's a painting I saw. <laughs> what it's gonna, an anecdote listen, I heard. A cloud I saw one time. It terrified me. It's an everything bagel from... <laughs> From New York Bagels. All right. So, best horror movie sequel. I'm going with one that we've been talking about from the beginning of starting this podcast. Whoa. Nine, eight months ago. Nine months ago. Ten months ago? Twelve months ago. Do I hear seven? <laughs> Since we've been talking about I've I've mentioned this movie. This okay. is the sequel. And if anybody out there knows this, you'll know it by this. It's Garbage Day. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Silent Night. Santa is a killer. Deadly Night 2. 2. Is there a colon to Silent Night, Deadly Night 2? Ooh, gosh, I don't know, but there is blood dripping off the 2. It's from the 80s, so there was blood dripping off the 2. There's blood dripping And one of the letters is probably a knife. 
And it was the 80s. Blood yeah. was dripping off all the tubes. Yeah. It was before that in the t- 2000s when just showing a picture of a child was scary or a kid who who looked kind of dirty was scary. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, it was back then when movie posters were like that. Silent Night, Silent Night Deadly Night 2, Santa Was the Killer, and It's Garbage Day is the greatest line delivery. It's such a garbage-ass movie <laughs> that half the movie is flashbacks to the original Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, wow. Yeah, they just he tells the story to a therapist, and they just cut to those clips from the movie. <laughs> now, be honest. Was this just the first thing that you thought of? I just want to talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and I just want to say it's garbage day. We'll link it. Because you, everybody, it's it's one of those cult classic type line readings. The guy's the worst actor of all time. Well, so this sounds like maybe we should be doing this for a I've holiday. Been, I've been talking about it for ten months. Oh, this would fit a, a Christmas movie, not well, just a scare Daniel. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Gorky McDonald, ladies and gentlemen. Things just come to me that are obvious. <laughs> I felt that the answer to this for me was also obvious. Uh, not Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, obviously. Once bitten, two. Once bitten, two. <laughs> Lauren Hutton's revenge. Colin, twice bitten. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get through yours, then we'll come back to that. Hold oh, on. we'll get through mine. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll try to rush through I'll this. I'll tolerate story. yours. I'll try to rush. <laughs> you got to stay in the room, right? Well, I, I, well no, he's gone. Nope. <laughs> All right. I'm napping. Yeah, this one was pretty obvious to me because it, it is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And it is a really fantastic sequel to an, another really good movie. The film I'm talking about is Dawn of the Dead, 1978, the George Romero film. Mm. Not the Zack Snyder remake, except no substitutes. Uh, this movie is the sequel to Night of the Living Dead, but it really expands George Romero's zombie movie universe. Uh, it has this really out-of-control nightmare energy from the very first scene, but it also has a really sharp satire without... Completely beating you over the head and just epic kills. One epic kill after another. Thank you, Tom Savini. Quirky, any writers up? Uh Halloween two through something? Oh, I liked <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Three Dream Warriors. All I right. liked that one. I've never seen it. Oh really? I've actually only seen the first one. It was the one where the Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. With the needle fingers? Yes, with the needle fingers. What a rush. And when he kills a girl in the Roach Motel, and he pulls a girl into the TV set. So it's when Freddy started getting really cartoonish with when the When he kills. started getting a little quippy. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. So I had a few honorable mentions as well. I thought of the second and third entries in the Evil Dead franchise, which you earlier compared those fans to Fifty Shades of Grey fans. And wrestling fans. Fair enough. Don't get it. Uh, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, Aliens, although it's not really a horror. It's a sequel to a horror movie, but it's not very horrorish. Well, that would be the best, but that, I would call that an action movie. Yeah. The, the original is more of a horror kind of haunted house type of movie, sure. but the second one is an action film. And I would also say Friday the 13th, the final chapter, mainly for the Crispin Glover dancing. Wow. that I don't even know that. What's well, the third and final chapter <laughs> in the Friday the 13th franchise. They made it 11 or 12 more. Wasn't like Bride of Frankenstein a really, really good movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. James Whale made both of those, right? Frankenstein and, James, mm-hmm. and Bride of Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I would say Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. No, but fuck it. If we're making lists, I'm going to be on the list. If you're making lists... What? You're already on the list. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Somebody make Twice Bitten so I can put that on there, please. <laughs> Somebody. 
Now we're going to take a listen to a promo from our friends, the Films on Trial podcast. Oh, at, Films on Trial. We love those guys. Yes, at Film Trust. They are legit, like, of all the movie podcasts mm-hmm. out there, I would put them up there with Flophouse Podcasts. They, they are fantastic. They take a movie. Yeah. They put it on trial. Uh-huh. You got your prosecution. You got your defense. And what's fascinating, I think, about this show is that due to a quirk in the British legal system. Right. Their judgments become law. That's true. There are five Liverpool lads who have now adjudicated films across the United Kingdom. If they Kingdom, rule against the film, the film is burned. You cannot show the Meg anymore ever in the United Kingdom. And that's just a fun, just kind of a fun quirk of the legal system. It's fun. But take a listen to this promo and then take a listen to their show and like and review them. Hi everyone, I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Dave. I'm Joel. And I'm Austin. And we are Films on Trial. Basically, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. The films are suggested to us by our listeners and are then picked out of the hat at random, as are our roles. The first role is that of the defense who is trying to get the film placed on the hit list. And then there's the prosecutor who is trying to condemn the film. And most importantly, we have the judge who decides which list the film should be placed on based solely on the arguments put to them and not using their own opinion. There's also plenty of other things to keep you entertained, including some terrible songs, some poor xylophone playing, some questionable impressions, a cap contest a quiz and a whole host of banter so if you like the sounds of that then why not check us out on your local podcast platform or on our website filmsontrial.co.uk where we will be in your ears in the meantime back to you daniel and corky so now we're going to read a couple of your movie dares but actually we're going to read a couple of our producers dares. what it's old johnny scareween flores himself it's our producer it's the man that you will occasionally hear laughing in the background when i say something unquestionably funny <laughs> there it is hey That's for you. we heard the mild tepid laughter of that what? time what he was barely controlling himself what the listeners don't hear is me crying into my handkerchief most of the time. Sure. Because <laughs> we're being very insulting to you. Off, yes. Off you mic. guys are very rude. Not just to me, but my Mexican culture. Yes. So. Well, well, of course. That's implied in every statement we make. <laughs> what culture? Am I right? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Never. Definitely not. But yes, this is Johnny Flores. He's the producer of the show. He's also the host of Serious Talk. Seriously? Fantastic Sacramento podcast. He's the host of... I'd say it's the Sacramento podcast. It is the best Sacramento podcast. It's the Sacramento. I don't want to say the best because we're the best, but it's the Sacramento. <laughs> it's the it's the, it's the the Sacramentans Sacramento podcast. Safe to say like Sacramento to say. would cease to exist as a city were this podcast Safe to around. say a wormhole. Again, I don't... I hate to... God just, damn it. Uh, that word. They're so loaded. It's yes. so loaded wormhole. But something happens to the city, some sort of a bubble. It's a passageway that's a tunnel to another dimension. Not a wormhole. Don't <laughs> call it a wormhole. But yes, it's Johnny Flores. Johnny, say hi. Hello. So Johnny uh, is has a couple of dares for us. I do. We're running Good low ones. on dares. So Johnny decided to come on live and give us a couple of... I'm not going to come on Not live. just dares. Wow. <laughs> it's that kind of party. <laughs> if I knew it was going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Johnny has not just dares, he has really good dares. And yes. Vulgar mouth. The really, man known for Clifford. Really good yes, dares. Yes, that was... This is the man who dared us, Clifford. This is the claim to fame. Wow. That's right. Wow. That's, That's right, suckers. Wow. This is huge. I put this Clifford on the table. These are heavyweights. I got I got two good ones here. So what do you got for us next? Uh, What's your first dare? First, I'm going to dare Star Wars... The Last Jedi. Star Wars The Last Jedi. This is the Star Wars movie that just came out last year. Last Christmas? 
Something like that, yeah. Somewhere right before there. the holiday yeah, season. Yeah, last thing. I'm not familiar maybe. with this franchise. You're not familiar with no. the Star Wars franchise. Mm, no. You've it's, never heard of this. Is it's, it? Is it like Lorne Hutton, Jim Carrey, it is, and the vampires? It's a ton like Once Bitten. There is some inappropriate kissing in one of the ah, movies. Ah, yeah. so it's Fifty Shades of Greyish. Mm. Oh, it's it's a lot like Once Bitten meets Fifty Shades of Grey. I might have to check out this yeah. war, war of Stars. You say yes. War Stars. Okay, War Absolutely. Stars. Yeah, uh, and I'm. I'm daring you guys to watch The Last Jedi because really, I'm a nerd. It's really divisive inside the nerd Star Wars culture. Where do you come down on on this? In the I culture? like the movie because it uh, sort of was like a F you to came, everything that came before it. Sure. It's, it's sort of uh, it, nerds about uh, the, the thing that people don't understand about nerds is like we want things to not change, hmm. but we want them to change. Right. And so when someone... Everyone was complaining about um, Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. They're like, it's just a retread of everything right. that was done in A New Hope. And then Ryan Johnson came out with a movie that sort of said, "I'm not doing that," and everyone hated it. Like a lot of people in the Star Wars fandom hated the movie. I actually like it. Absolutely, Quirky. Um, have you seen The Last Jedi? I have not. You've not I, seen The Last Jedi. How I, many times did you watch What's Bitten I, this week? I am familiar with this concept <laughs> of people online complaining about shit. <laughs> For no reason. Can I ask a question? How did you get on the show? Because you seem to not watch a lot of movies. I have not seen a movie. You've never seen an Indiana Jones or Star Wars movie. This is insane. Even movies that come out before 2010, I have not seen them. No, I've never seen this War of Stars that you speak of. Never seen any Star Wars movies. You've seen a Star Wars movie. Yeah, of course I've seen How many have you seen? I've seen. All of them? No, I've seen everything except for this one. Okay. Solo. Okay. I have not seen Rogue One. I've seen Rogue One. Okay. I have not seen the third of the shitty prequels. Seth, Revenge of the Seth. I've never seen that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Revenge of the Seth, like Seth Green. Revenge of Seth Green. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. I saw half of Phantom Menace. Okay. No, 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 no. Half of Attack of the Clones. I saw all of Phantom Menace. What did you do? Like walk out during the, the movie? You I diarrhea? turned it off. I oh. changed, turned it off. I changed yours. the fucking channel. Because at a certain point, you was like, why am I even watching this? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's just any. Nostalgia connection. Maybe, totally are there right. any other Star Wars movies? There's no, just, I think you got them all. Yeah, I think you got them yeah. all. You got so them all. I saw uh, A New Hope. No, um, not A New Hope. The Force Awakens, right. which was A New Hope part yes, two. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like if someone had made... Uh, and I had no problem with that. If someone mm-hmm. had made Once Bitten, the sequel is... How dare, how dare you blaspheme <laughs> around here? Once bitten, will never shall be rebooted. Never, uh, it's inviolable. Yeah. It's like Only sequels. Citizen Kane. <laughs> Twice yeah, I've seen La- Last Jedi. I saw it in the theater. I I was kind of mixed on it. Hmm. I, I get anything that makes nerds angry. I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah, it's but the movie was kind of a mixed bag. All, all the stuff involving oh, there's L- some major plot. Luke holes. involving Ray, involving yeah. Yoda, and all of that stuff is really fascinating. But then there's this whole thing of them going to like a casino planet. Yeah, and that is just dead weight around the movie's neck. And the central thing that is happening in the movie is like an extremely slow chase throughout open space oh yeah it's super slow it's so slow that and the reason it's slow is because they can't run out of gas basically (laughs) it's like one of those uh lapd chase scenes where the some someone's just like fucking with the police and they're just such an oj chase it's such an oj (laughs) chase it's just like i'm just fucking driving like 35 i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck yeah so i was kind of mixed on that one but it is a really interesting one because it's very divisive 
it is a film that has a lot of people very passionate one way or the other. Some people absolutely love that movie. Some think it's the best Star Wars. Some think it's the worst Star Wars. And I'm kind of in the middle, but it's a good dare. What I'd else like, you got for us? I'd John? like to just say I don't like what's happening here where other people are talking about movies and I cannot talk about them. <laughs> and you're them. not talking about them. No. So Especially uh, arcane, really obscure again, films. Again, yeah. Like War of Stars? Star Wars. Yeah, it's an art house mm. film Indiana uh, Jones. It's a Jarmusch. Yeah. Sure. It's, uh, have, it's, heavily influenced by the uh, new wave French Jarm Wars. <laughs> Jarm Wars. Uh, my other dare um, is scare. Oh, is it a scare? Well, technically, we're in Corktober. Oh, so. <laughs> Check your calendar. Corktober uh, is almost over. You can my other dare. Yeah, it's not a scare. This is a dare. Although this movie could. Hmm. This movie is a little bit scary, but it's sci-fi. Also, it's the Tom Selleck classic. Runaway. Ah. Runaway from and, the 1980s, Yes, right? early 80s. And the reason I love this movie is because you guys know I'm a huge Gene Simmons film. Uh, uh, or not Gene Simmons. <laughs> you are a huge Gene Simmons film. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a huge Kathy Shower film. <laughs> uh, Gene Simmons fan, but not of Kiss, but of him as an actor. Sure. Just as acting. Just the acting. Not music not, at all. I, at all. I hate Kiss. Absolutely. Him as an actor, Understood. though, playing cocky, greasy, gross assholes. So playing Jim Simmons. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, that's I, – I love – I've got the runaway poster out in the garage. You are, are you shitting me? <laughs> no, I don't have that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to buy it, I uh, swear. <laughs> no, I can't stand that dick. But, um, no, it's, it's, a, it's one of those movies – it was one of the first, if not the first movie I ever saw on VHS. Um, and – terrible gross story related to that is my mom was dating this guy at the time when this movie came out and uh he was kind of a cool guy he he, he did dune buggy racing okay did, did some <laughs> did some cool stuff he's kind of like a, a johnny knox you know like that johnny extreme Knoxville, kind of thing sure. before that was even a thing like right. extreme sports was not a thing yet and uh my sister and i were over at his house and uh he had a vcr and i had never seen a vcr before he puts in Runaway. We all start watching it. Those two disappear. The movie ends. I have no fucking clue what to do. I'm seven, eight years old. I've never seen a VCR before. So we and my sister and I go back to the bedroom and just walk in because we don't know what's going on. And my mom's writing this dude. Wow. <laughs> this the worst story. I did not see this ending coming. You didn't see that ending coming? I did not. I, <laughs> I saw it coming right up. Fifth Avenue, baby. Like, I was thinking, how does Star Wars play into this? <laughs> oh, there was some Star Wars. Wow. So this movie has been Very, permanently. Do you want to hear us revisit this? Is this going like, to be too intense? Is for my you? mom going to be there with you guys? No. I mean, let's not rule it out. Johnny, this is your life. <laughs> I don't want to rule anything out. Anything. <laughs> I don't want to rule anything out. <laughs> We're actually bringing the dude, not. <laughs> <laughs> just the dude just the dude hey dude you still got that vcr was it a beta or a vcr i don't remember so how old were you seven eight twelve i was probably seven 20, or 18 years 36. old seven or 18 <laughs> seven or 18 <laughs> wow uh no yeah i was little it's probably yeah six seven eight somewhere in there yeah yeah a lot of that i don't remember so like, you're right after that i just your, blacked out your introduction Basically to sex through Tom Selleck. And Runaway. And then also to... You know, 
However, though, how many people from that were like children in the eighties didn't have their introduction to sex through Tom Selleck? Well, exactly. Hey, That's amen. what I was building. To. Lassiter, pop my chair. <laughs> Quigley down under. Ooh. I mean, come on. Now, Runaway. What's the plot of Runaway? I, I'm not. Ex- I have never uh, seen Runaway. Gene Simmons is. I don't Does know. Have something to do with robots. These little mechanical spiders that you could easily run away from. Yeah. yeah. Shoot venom or some sort of poison that could burn you or right. or get in your bloodstream. This is Michael you. Crichton, right? Oh, is <laughs> was it? Was it really? Was it? I don't remember a lot of the movie other than... Th- Written and directed by Michael Crichton, bitch. Oh, he directed it? Written and directed. Wow. And- toured. Gotcha. So the IMDb synopsis says, in the near future, a police officer specializes in malfunctioning robots. Mm-hmm. When a robot turns out to have been programmed to kill... He begins to undercover a homicidal plot to create killer robots. Wait, yeah, that's he just, well, that's redundant. And, and his son becomes a target. Yeah. And uh, it, it's got that thing of the early 80s where they just had shitty robots, like from Rocky Four. 1984. Yeah. 84. Yeah. 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 Like they just got shitty robots. Right. You like know, the everyone Rocky was just ro- fascinated by robot? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the robot Everyone that... was fascinated by robots. <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> yeah. That robot. He was clearly bad. That's why Heartbeeps was yeah. one of the biggest hits of its day. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> so thank you Johnny thank you for those dares mm-hmm. yeah. and the trauma and the yeah, trauma thank that you for I the memories and the resulting trauma yeah thank you for sharing that I hope that you're able to move on with your I'll, life and I'll probably finally sleep get over it finally and stop doing um, Percocet all the stop time stop stabbing that Gene Simmons pillow yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> this is the first day of the rest of your life buddy <laughs> and thank that's you. all we have for you on this healing episode of Scare Daniel <laughs> Go! Is this our last one? This is it. Happy Halloween! Well, no, everybody. Exorcist two. We got Exorcist two oh, okay. on Thursday, but that technically, or on Tuesday, but that technically is the last of the scares. So happy Halloween, everybody! <laughs> happy Halloween! Terrifying! Mwahaha. Join yeah. us on Tuesday for Exorcist two: The Heretic. Thank you, Johnny Flores. Thank you, Johnny. We out. Corky, Don't. that was an excellent uh, Gene Simmons impersonation. Thank you. <laughs> I was doing James Mason. <laughs>